Good day, everyone. This is Dr. Mike Reed from Chiropractic Masters International. Uh, welcome to uh, today's Master Talk. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have a good friend of mine that I met over in Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, Dr. Dan Brown. Dan Brown is a chiropractor, and he created uh, a brand-new company called Chiropractic Jobs Online. And I thought this would be a perfect time to uh, introduce Dan to our worldwide clientele because one of the most common questions I get is, you know, how to hire an associate and when you should hire it. And then doctors are always asking questions like, how much do I pay them? When should I bring them as a partner? So this is a great opportunity to talk to Dan and find out more uh, with regards to his expertise on this. So, Dan, I want to welcome you to our Master Talk. Hey, uh, thanks very much, Mike, and uh, yeah, it's good to be on the uh, on the podcast. So, Dan, you know, one of the, the questions that I get from doctors, um, and a lot of doctors want to hire um, an associate. That's, that's sometimes it's a, a big million dollar question: Should I hire it? When should I hire it? But let's just talk a little bit about um, this company that you started and why you felt it was so important to create this online system because. We have doctors. One thing I realize, we have doctors that go to uh, the different colleges around the world, and they'll come back home, or they're they're in North America and they want to come over to the UK. Let's just talk about this company and how it formulated. First of all, um, okay. Well, um, I've been a chiropractor for almost ten years now, and um, you know, over the years, I've had various different associates. But one of the difficulties I found was actually trying to find good associates. And, you know, so really I wanted to create something where chiropractors could go post jobs and all chiropractors could go and find jobs. Now, having been at some seminars, I spoke to students as well. They didn't know where to go to find all these jobs. So really all we wanted to do was, was connect like-minded chiropractors. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great for me. Um, I've also benefited from the service myself. I've, I've got two new great associates. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it, it's really working. It's kind of, you know, exploded from there. And, you know, when we met uh, at the TEL seminar, and I thought, well, this would be perfect to, to bring you on the Master Talk and share this message with, with the rest of the world. You know, the, the biggest question I get is, um, it's, it's almost premature. Doctors will hire an associate because they think that associates can bring more business to their, their practice. So let's just talk about when you think the best time is to hire an associate. Um, yeah, I think I think that's quite a good point because, you know, I think a lot of people think that by taking an associate, all of a sudden they're going to make more money. And I think that's complete opposite of what happens. Um, I think you need to take on an associate when you reach full capacity. Now, over the years, I've had some coaching, and my coaches always spoke to me about, you know, you can't fit 10 ounces into an 8-ounce glass. So once you've you've fit full or hit full capacity and you can't physically make uh, change any of the processes to speed up the, the, the number of patients you can see or increase the hours that you're available, that's when you need to take on an extra pair of hands. And only then is when you're going to be able to continually grow your business. Because I do think that when you hire an associate prematurely, you're going to find that it's going to reduce the number of new patients you see, reduce the number of visits you see, and effectively it's going to eat away at your profits. So it's actually going to cost you money than opposed to making money. Yeah, and I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that statement because I discovered that in my own practice where I was out there coaching and, and running all over. And 
I had a very busy practice, but as soon as I took an associate, um, the associate started to bleed my patients, and I saw my volume slowly slip. And, you know, the other thing I discovered, too, is if the associates do not follow your exact procedures. So it's also important to find the right associate because if you're a wellness civilization principal doctor and you do wellness care plans and care plans for that matter, and you have a technique where you spend two to three minutes with an adjustment and you have certain procedures and protocols, I mean, your office has got to be, in a sense, McDonaldized. So that associate has to follow your exact procedures because when I found there's a rift, and procedures, technique, philosophy, or marketing, then that, that associate um, associateship usually dissolves after, you know, six months or a year. Um, have you found the same? Yeah, absolutely, you know. And I think, you know, it's like how to find that perfect associate, you know. I think the first thing you do, you need to know yourself, who you are. Because I think, you know, there's a lot of chiropractors out there that are maybe slightly confused in, in who they are as a chiropractor, what techniques they use, what their philosophy is, the type of patients they see. And I think when you really know exactly who you are and you don't compromise on that, that's when you're ready to take on someone else because you can then find someone who shares the same values and the same beliefs and is like-minded. And I think when you do that, um, having two people that have the same values and the same, same goals is really going to accelerate your business. Having someone that's conflicting in that or you know, has different values, different belief systems is like trying to drive with the foot, uh, one foot on the accelerator and one foot on the brake. And so I think, yeah, you really need to to make sure that you find someone who really does share those values and beliefs. Um, And I think one of the things that you you do need to do is wait for the right one. You know, you might have to wait six months. You might have to wait a year. You might find them straight away. But don't compromise because as soon as you compromise, you're really going to compromise your business and the growth of your business. Yeah, I would would agree. You know, it's interesting, a number of years ago, I also um, was speaking to uh, Danny Drubin and Dr. Danny Drubin is a, a coach uh, from the New York uh, area, and he said, he said, your associate must be able to attract 20 new ones on his own, meaning they've got to go out there and attract 20 new ones because if they're only getting 10, then chances are that they're seeing maybe 100 patient visits per week, and that's sort of a break-even, meaning that the associate you bring on, it's got to be able to get out there and build his own practice and help make you profitable. And I had to think about that for a while, but Danny was absolutely right um, that your associates got to be a go-getter. They've got to be able to build their practice. And I think one of the things I've discovered is that doctors who do hire associates in their agreements have got to tell the associates, hey, you've got a quota. You better get out there and be doing your screenings and talks and attracting at least 20 new ones a month in order to build your practice because I'm not going to do it for you. I think that's important in today's world is finding the right one because um, a lot of doctors, especially some of the younger kids coming out of the colleges, have a sense of self-entitlement, like I'm just going to show up and you're going to build my practice for me. It's not going to happen that way. I, I think you'd probably agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we work a a slightly different system in the sense that, um, you know, we're a multi-doctor practice, so when a patient books in, that patient isn't assigned to one doctor, it's just assigned to the doctor they see on that visit. 
Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, we've moved away from, you know, um, patients just seeing the one person and to see this. And it's, it, it works quite well um, within, the, within the practice. However, what I would say is I totally agree with what you're saying, that those doctors or those associates need to be doing your, your healthcare talks. They need to be going out and doing the spinal screenings with you. They need to be going out and getting involved in the Facebook marketing or your social media marketing. You need to be involved in all of that as well in order to see how you're growing the whole practice as a whole. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Let's talk about fees for the doctors because, you know, there's this misconception out there too, Danny, that uh, a lot of doctors will say, oh, I'm going to bring an associate, I'm going to give them 50%. And the you know, first thing I say to the doctors is, hold on, hold on a second. I ask them, what's your overhead? And it was, it's really interesting that 90% of the, the clients I speak to don't know what their overhead is. So it tells me right off the bat, we're really not running our practice like a business. And what I mean by that is if your overhead is 60%, I'm just going to pick a number, um, and you're giving your doctors 50% of what they pull in, that means you're actually biting 10%. You're actually donating 10% of your income to have that associate in there. And this was Chuck Gibson a number of years ago. He said, he says you should have um, nothing more than 35%. I, I thought, man, you cheap bastard. That's <laughs> not a lot of money. But I started to think about it, and Chuck was absolutely right. I mean, there's wisdom in some of these older coaches that have been out there. And, and this is something that we've really had to dial in with associates because, seriously, your associates got to be making the practice a percentage, 5, 10, or more. They've got to have quotas. So this is something that a lot of doctors really, really need to look at. Because I've had a number of my clients, when they looked at what their associate's making on a per-visit basis, the associates are actually making more than the owning doctors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's so true. It's like yeah, the, you know, it's when when you're doing it, I totally agree. You need to first of all work out what your overheads are. And you know, if you were to go to any other business, they would never give you a percentage of what you turned over. They would give you right. a percentage of what you were profit of what the profit was. So you take the overheads away, and say it was a hundred thousand was what they turned over, fifty thousand was the was the overheads. We're now looking at fifty thousand profit. Now you need to give them a percentage of that, and the business needs to keep a percentage of that in order for it to be profitable. Um, and I think, yeah, like I think, you know, this probably, I was speaking to a friend of mine, Gav, uh, um, a few uh, days ago, um, literally about this, and he was saying that, you know, you've got to remember that chiropractic offices years and years ago actually had really low overheads. They literally had a bench and a paper book in order to write appointments and maybe a phone, and you'd go in, it was really simple. But now we've got all the gadgets. I know in my clinic, I know exactly how much that costs to run, but we've got a gym. We've got, you know, um, we're paying off equipment. We've got computers. We've got, um, you know, uh, computer notes. You know, there's so much overheads that it then means that we've got to cover that before we can even look at paying our staff. I agree, and it's a different world today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think, you know, the business needs to evolve as, you know, as our overheads evolve, you know, the way that we pay people needs to, to change as, you know, as our overheads increase. I agree with you. And, you know, it, like you said, the old school, it was just a couple tables and it was just, everything was paper. Now you've got so much 
high tech and the expenses are through the roof. You know, I've estimated that some practices, just single doctors, can run fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month just to run a practice. You get in the higher volume practices, you've got a lot more space, more staff, you're in the thirty and forty thousand per month. And if doctors are running less than that and are more profitable, hey, I'm throwing a high five. So let's talk about um, you know, some of the questions, you know, interview questions you're going to ask to find the right doctor. So um, if I had applied um, to your practice and I'm looking for an associate position, let's suppose that I'm fresh out of school, what sort of questions would you ask? What would be like your top five killer questions you would ask that um, potential associate? Okay. Well, I would say the things that I'm most interested in are trying to work out the personality of the person and their values, their beliefs, and and probably their ambitions. And you know, it's because you know everything else, the, the general stuff, you can teach them if they are open to being coached. So you know, I kind of want to find out what their strengths and their weaknesses are. Um, and, you know, I, I also want them to also be honest and tell me exactly what their weaknesses are. You know, some people will tell you all about their strengths and they go, yeah, I don't have any weaknesses. And, you know, everyone does. So you need to be able to, you know, to work out what they are. Um, I want to know what that, I would ask that person to describe what their dream practice is. Because when they do that, I'm going to get an idea of what they really, you know, the kind of practice that they, they want, whether it's a pediatric practice, whether it's they're working with athletes, whether it's a vitalistic practice, whether it's a, a pain-based practice, whether it's whatever, a wellness practice. So I kind of want to get an idea of, you know, the, the way that they kind of see the perfect thing, whether they're working open room, closed room, um, you know, the, the, the different things that they would value in a practice. And I then really want to find out what their five and their ten-year goals are. Because, you know, I'm not just looking for an associate who's going to work a couple of years and then leave. I want to be working with them for 10, 15, 20 years. So, you know, do their goals align with my goals? Um, and, you know, the five-year goals, the ten-year goals, a lot of them haven't even thought about it. So I'd ask them to go away and uh, and sit down and uh, and really think about those things. Um, sometimes I have a list of values, and you can go onto the Internet and, you know, look up a list of values. And I'd, I'd ask them to go through that and circle the, the four or five most uh, are the values that resonate most with them. And then I can get an idea. You know, people's values will change over the years. Um, but the key thing for me is as long as you're not conflicting in those values, even if they're not exactly the same as yours, but they're similar, I think you can certainly work with them. Um, I also really want to work out what motivates people and what drives them, um, because then I, I, I get an understanding of really who they are and, and, and where their ambitions come from. So there would be the, the main things I would be looking for, and I would probably just uh, word my questions um, around trying to find out these answers. Yeah, and I really like the five and ten year goals because it sort of leads into my next question is you want somebody that's going to be congruent with your beliefs and values and then hopefully come in as a partner because your practice grows. And this is a challenge a lot of doctors have. I, I tell this to doctors. As your practice grows and you start doing half a million, seven fifty, a million dollars plus, you've got a problem because you need an exit strategy. And one of the things a lot of doctors can do is set up a corporation and then the keeper associates, the ones that are real winners, 
you want them to come in as partners, and that way they can actually buy into your corporation, and you can start taking some of the equity out of your practice early. So, for example, if your practice is worth a million dollars and you have an associate that um, wants to buy in at 25%, they might buy in at 250000 versus starting their own practice, and they become a partner, much like a law firm. So I think that's that's important because a lot of doctors – um, sort of miss that. They get this revolving door of associates, and patients often leave with the associates. Uh, staff can sometimes leave. It happened to me once. I had an associate came in, um, looked all rosy in the beginning, and then when he left, he actually solicited staff as well, and that happens as well. So your agreements are, are key as well. So um, let's just talk about your company, um, Danny, for a bit. Um, the chiropractic online. So just describe it a bit and how does it work? Chiropractic yeah, well, jobs online, sorry. Yeah, essentially it's um, an advertising base. So if you're looking to either sell your practice or post a job, you know, you're looking for an associate, you would go along and you would upload your advert. So whether it's the job or the practice sell, it's really simple to use. And we just ask for the key things that you want. But really we want to, you to kind of showcase who you are so you can upload videos we want you to we're adding a feature now where you can upload videos as well and um, but if you can showcase who you are and then what we do is we utilize all the channels on the on the internet to advertise your job for you so um, obviously it'll be up on our, our um, website it'll go out to our email database which is continually growing it'll go out to Facebook you can sponsor adverts on Facebook it'll go uh, we've got Google AdWords we have um, various different social media channels so basically I understand that you know you're busy and as a, when you're running a practice you don't have time to be going on and trying to utilize all these things so if you post it here we can then advertise it to all the chiropractors now there's a hundred thousand chiropractors worldwide that we know and if we can target those hundred thousand we know that your advert is going specifically to those people and only to those people so we're not wasting money advertising it to engineers or teachers or you know we're just advertising it to chiropractors and essentially that's really what we're we're doing there so yeah it's um it's something that it, we're just trying to get more exposure we're trying to refine um, our target market and just continue to improve on that and, and I, I love it chiropracticjobsonline.com so if doctors who are listening to this want to um go and check out that website it's chiropractic jobsonline.com and you also mentioned too Danny started to add practice sales and I think that's important because there's really not a great form out there for chiropractors to post their practices they want to sell I mean I get doctors that come to me all the time and say hey Mike can you help sell my practice and it goes out to our database and you know, right now we have like eight practices that we're trying to sell and you know it's it's very difficult because there's there's not a great form, so I'll have to talk to you about posting those practices on your your site as well. Yes. But to have this where doctors want to retire and um, sell their practice, or if they're moving out of province or state, that's an awesome thing to have. Yeah, absolutely. Like the the reason why we kind of did this as well is you know within the profession it's quite split up. You've got tons of different associations. You've got loads of different organizations. Now, a lot of these all have platforms where you can advertise a job or a practice sale, but then there's a limit to how the reach of each one. Now, unless you're going to go around 
all 100 different associations and go and advertise in all of them, you're never going to be able to target all these people. So that's really why we're trying to just create this one database that can target all these different chiropractors. But yeah, when you're talking about practice sales, absolutely. It's just exactly the same process, but you just upload a practice sale instead of a, instead of a job. And, you know, if you're looking at practice sale, you're looking at making a lot more money, and we're still charging the same amount as we would charge for a job. So it's probably one of the cheapest ways to actually go about doing it. Yeah, and I think it's great that you're offering it. So chiropractic jobs online and includes practice sales, which is awesome because, like I said, it's so desperately needed uh, in in a practice. Um, let's talk about um, the, the colleges uh, with regards to the, the, the young kids who are coming out because most doctors are going to hire associates. Um, have you discovered, uh, Dan, that there's, there's certain parameters um, that the kids – um, must be willing to do. Uh, for example, when I hire an associate, I make sure that they're at all the team meetings. Every week we do a team meeting and they have to be there. They have to be doing at least two screenings per, per month. That's just, you know, to help build the practice. Uh, they have to have a certain quota of new patients when they come on as an associate. I mean, I've had certain parameters, metrics that I put into my agreements. Have you discovered anything that's an absolute necessity for new associates coming on board? Um, I, well, I put together a DC meeting. So I've got um, an all-staff meeting, which we do once a month. We've got a weekly uh, meeting for all our kind of therapists. We've got some personal trainers, massage therapists, and chiropractors. So we've got a therapist meeting. We've got C, a CA meeting every week. And then we have a DC meeting. And I think the DC meeting is probably um, the single most important one because that's where we can really work on practicing our day one and day two or our new patient examiner report findings. And this weekend just passed, we had a spinal screening event. So we can role play how to do a spinal screening um, and how to effectively get people to sign up with that. And we can practice um, our healthcare talks, our, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And any even table talk, all the kind of um, things that are going to help develop you as a chiropractor. But having one hour aside every week to continually working on these, I've got an idea of the stuff that I want my associates to learn um, and improve on, but also I want their feedback and I want them to tell me what they want help with because sometimes I might not know um, that they're, they're, they're lacking in certainty and they need some help lacking in philosophy and they need some help with philosophy or whatever that may be. And so I think, yeah, I think if you've got a structured meeting every week where you can sit down and work with them, I think that's one of the, the key things. And I think that's the key thing that most new grads, if they're going to become an associate and, and not go on their own, then that's what they're looking for. I think they're really looking for that kind of coaching and that guidance and that mentoring. And so if you can, you know, offer that, and you're you're going to have much better associates for one, and two, they're probably going to stick around for longer. Yeah, I would agree, and um, I think that's important that you can continually train these people, and hopefully, you know, make them feel like they're part of the family and bring them in as a partner. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add to this, um, uh, Dan, with yeah, regards think, to? One of the other things I think that's really quite important is, you know, from the, you know, the, the start when you when you take someone on, I think expectation management is really quite key. Now, you know, we do that all the time with our patients. We do a new patient exam. We find out where they are. We find out what's going on with them, and then we work out how we can help them. 
then we do a report finding where we sit down and we explain what's going on with them, what we can do for them, and we pretty much set their expectations for what to expect in our office. We let them know how, how often they're going to come in. We let them know how much it's going to cost. We let them know how they're going to be seen, how, how quickly uh, their adjustment visits are going to be or how long they're going to be. Um, we let them know what to expect and, and the whole process. Now, I believe that if you set the expectations correctly and then you deliver on what you've set, people are going to be happy. If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, so it's more of an integrity issue, um, then people are going to be unhappy. So I think, you know, from the outset, when you take someone on as, a, as a, an employee, you need to clearly explain what you expect from them and what they can expect from you. And provided you deliver on that, I think you're going to have a great relationship with your, with your staff. If you say you're going to do something and don't do it, so let's say, okay, um, Mike, we're going to be doing a weekly uh, DC meeting, so I'm going to be sitting down and going through this, and you don't follow through on that, you know, your associates are going to be quite upset, you know, because you've promised them one thing and you're not delivering. So I think the expectation management is to, to start off by, by clearly explaining what to expect and then delivering on that. And I think if you do that, that's also going to be something that's going to, it's going to really help with the, the working relationship there. I agree. And um, I think that's important too, especially if you're mentoring uh, new grads coming out of the schools because some of the schools are not preparing the new grads to be, in a sense, market ready. And that's the business skills, the philosophy, and adjusting techniques. So you'll probably find that some of it also includes uh, the technique portion as well. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Dan, if they want to get hold of you, um, what is the best contact? Is it your, your website? Yeah, if you go to the website, which is www.chiropracticjobsonline.com, um, you could go to the contact us um, and you could email me. And that's probably the easiest way. And the email is hello at chiropracticjobsonline.com. Um, and you can get hold of me there. Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook. Um, you know, and you can contact me. You know, uh, if you find me, find me there. We've also got a Facebook page for Chiropractic Jobs Online. Uh, you can message us on that as well. But the website would probably be the easiest way. All right, fantastic. Well, listen, this was a really, really impactful. Um, you know, master talk on finding the right associate. You know, I've been doing these master talks for years. We've never really stopped talking about associates. This is a fresh topic that I know is going to benefit, you know, a lot of the doctors. And just for the doctors who are listening to this, either on the, um, on the call or through recording or in the podcast, uh, never hire anyone. Just to recap all these points, never hire an associate until you're maxed out. I recommend about, you know, almost a week or two week waiting list. They've got to be, uh, they've got to have the same values and goals. And if they don't, that's not the type of person you want to hire. Um, in their agreements that you have with them, they've got to have a quota uh, that they meet to like 20 new patients that they're actually going to go out and attract towards the practice. Um, you've got to know your percentage overhead too, which is important before you give them percentage of what they bring in. So if you're at 50, uh, 60% overhead, it's got to be less than the 40 or you're not making a profit. And then some of the, the key things you need to look for these people, um, same belief systems and values, uh, honesty and integrity is a key. Um, what's their dream practice? Because you want to make sure that uh, they will actually become part of your system unless you're just hiring for short term. Um, you've got to be able to make sure that, that part of that value system is the same type of practice. If you run a vitalistic practice, 
and you don't do pediatrics or sports, that's probably not the type of person you want. And you've got to look at their five and ten-year goals and their drives and ambitions. So those are some of the key elements you really want to look for in, in a doctor. And then once again, we talked about uh, making sure that you involve them in a training system and a meeting system that they feel like they're part of the family so they can grow, especially new docs who are coming out of uh, some of the schools that aren't preparing these kids to be market ready. So www.carp. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I was just going to say, the only thing I would say is, you know, and wait for the right one. Don't compromise and don't try and make right. someone fit your your business. You know, if they're not right, just say they're not right, because I guarantee it's going to create headaches if you take the wrong staff on. Um, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And it's like it's like it's like the same problem with uh, CAs. If you bring on the wrong one, three six months a year later, you're just going to start all over again. So I agree with you. So www.chiropracticjobsonline.com to get hold of Dr. Danny Brown out of Edinburgh, Scotland, for associates and or um, selling and, and buying a practice. So Danny, listen, I want to thank you for being on our master talk uh, today and uh, sharing your knowledge. With our, uh, with our listenership around the world. This is so needed and so fresh and just so informative. Thank you uh, for being on today's call. Yeah, and thank you very much for having me, Mike. It's been, uh, it's been great, great privilege. Appreciate it. All right, looking, looking forward to helping you grow your business. So just, Doc, thanks for um, being online with us today. Just make sure you make a copy of that URL. Uh, www.chiropracticjobsonline. Put it into your phone and go visit the website. Save it as your bookmark uh, so you have it in your computers for future. Until our next Master Talk, Power Talk, Masterminders, Circle Call, or Save Black Belt Call, guys, keep practicing with passion.